I specifically said there. Look, I unplugged and I plugged it back in, and there it is. I specifically said, did you test the audio? <laughs> I did. When when we were, I was watching the lines dance the before. Audio. I was watching the lines dance before. And now, <laughs> speaking of no audio, you should turn down your computer. <laughs> At least we know people can hear us now. Tim, here's the thing. As I was saying. I stayed up on Thursday night till midnight, like I do each and every Thursday night. Usually it's to watch Ted Lasso. Which we caught up with on Sunday. Another great episode. And as I just said with no audio, they've all been great this whole season. Minus the weird Coach Beard after hours thing. That was an odd episode. The pants were weird. There's a reason for it. It was not originally in the order. Apple asked for two extra episodes. And so we got the Christmas episode, which was beautiful. The Christmas episode was And the Coach Beard episode, which was weird. But an odd episode indeed. We were on vacation. We were over at Disneyland, Disney World, but Disney, the, the land of Disney as a family. And so we were in the hotel and the rest of the family was asleep. What and hotel? I was, Where are you guys at? We Mystic Dunes, the yeah. timeshare place. It was great. You can always get a good deal there. And uh, Tim, there was another reason to stay up till midnight. Because October 1st is when the when the list comes out for the creative loafing best of the bay. Oh. We were... One of the finalists for the best podcast in all of Tampa Bay. Every year. So close. We were not that close this year, Tim. What are you talking about? Tim. Is it because we couldn't vote over and over this year? That's probably part of it, but another big part of it is all of the actual radio station morning shows now have podcasts, and they were promoting it. So we lost to Miguel and Holly. Come the, on. Like, how, how are we supposed to compete with like the iHeartRadio top 40 channels how far back on the list are we talking here they only give you the top three and we've made we've been number three we've been in the top three every time and we were not we We weren't even in that list we were not runner-up or first runner-up we've we've really fallen we've really fallen i we can blame the facebook algorithm for the the numbers taking a dip we can blame whoever's in charge of audio for it never coming clean we can blame ourselves for not creating a thousand new email addresses and voting constantly but tim well, Timothy Armstrong says you're number one in my that's, heart. That's where. That's all I care about. That's best where, where we want to be. Ah. Timothy Armstrong, thank you, sir. Best of best of the Armstrong. CJ says number twenty two in your rankings, number one in our hearts. There you go. I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, just glad we were able to fish for all these compliments. We were in the top twenty of all Tampa Bay area podcasts, but well, my self esteem's up now, so that's good. Well, I just thought you should know. This was the disappointing. That news. was the disappointing news that you we wanted to lead the show. I wanted to that. lead the show with the fact that we've downer. We asked people to vote. Our people have told us, "Hey, we voted. We we checked in time and time again. Um, we we didn't cut it this year. Look, we gave it our best. We'll do better." Speaking of giving it our best, yesterday was Sunday. What what all what all happened yesterday, buddy? Anything exciting? A lot. But you just said yesterday was Sunday, so am I supposed to say this? Is- I, I didn't know if you had like a quick witty something one liner, and then we could get into our spiel. I mean. We can we can go to the taking the plunge. Was that on a Sunday? It was. It was Tim. Sometimes the pastor has other duties as assigned on a Sunday morning, and when the church is starting to fill up and a toilet needs to be plunged, you're running through the halls hoping not to make eye contact with anybody, because I guess we only have one plunger in the church right now. In the it was needed in the far back corner. I'm aware of the restroom, but it person's room. No, no, it was actually in the men's room in the children's ministry hallway. Oh, yet the you mean the preschool hallway? The the functioning plunger was back behind the worship center. 
I didn't run into anybody. So it was good. And I put it I put it back after it dried off after the service. Hey, sometimes the pastors got to take the plunge. Sometimes the pastors the reason that the plunge is necessary. Well, yesterday was Sunday. And this right here is the morning after. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. CJ, it was indeed a, a, a crappy way to start a Sunday. Felt much better afterwards, though. After the plunge or after? After making it necessary. After taking the plunge. Yeah. But it was it was a weird Sunday for me. I had my sermon done by midweek, which doesn't always happen. It does not always happen. Saturday night, I was rereading it and just didn't quite like it. I So Saturday night at about trying to think what game I was watching at the time, but I deleted like the first 800 words of a 2,600 word manuscript Saturday night. Chunk. As in, in you deleted the intro? Uh, yeah, intro and, you know. That's weird. I, I the, deleted my intro the, on Saturday night. I deleted the reel and the rub, if wow. you will. Yeah. Tim and I have a very sophisticated sermon outline process. It goes, they do. the reel, the rub, the read, the ready, the response. I should probably get back to that. It. Okay, I have a very sophisticated sermon outline that when Tim and I developed you're together. you 10 weeks in the book of Esther, that doesn't always no, work you out. Can, no, it doesn't. It works well for a... Tell me there's no rub in the book of Esther. No, there's a lot of rub in the book of Esther. <laughs> we'll get there. So we'll get there. much rub in the book of Esther. Oh, boy. Um, I'm Andrew. This is Tim. We join you each and every Monday morning, and we're so happy that you have joined us. And once again, in the hot seat, we have the Dylan Cam. Who's both Andrew and Timothy. He's... He's all of us. It's really a combination of us both. I probably should have clicked on that before I went to the Dylan camp, but whatever. All I'm saying is we're glad that you're here. We hope that we will be your favorite podcast in the greater Tampa Bay area by 2022. Or at least we could maybe break the top 20. We did break the top 20. We just didn't. How do you know? Because only the top 20 made it onto the final voting list. Okay, so we broke the top 20. Yeah. I feel much better about myself. Okay. But. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I know where I want to go. So I had, like, instead of the actual verbatim manuscript done. What series are you in? Uh, We're we're calling it Sin, the Beginning. We're talking about how sin changes the relationship. Are you riffing a little bit on an older resource we did called Snap That? Uh, absolutely, which is why I decided that the intro that was written for middle schoolers and high schoolers. Now I know why you changed the intro. Was certainly not appropriate for an adult audience, but it wasn't that it just wasn't where I wanted to go. So I added, it wasn't appropriate. It's just that it wouldn't have landed well. And it, I wanted to bring more practical application. So I added quite a bit at the end about the ministry of reconciliation that Christ has entrusted to us, his church, because sin does change our relationships with each other week two. So that was week two. Yeah. And so then next week is how sin changes our relationship with God. And then the, the first gospel in Genesis three seventeen will come in there, and you got, you got a full on gospel presentation. Yeah, so uh, it's it's exciting, but I knew what, where I wanted to go, but I just wasn't feeling it. So I did like the single line. Ben says, "Now we know why he finished midweek." Well, yes, because most of it was done, and I like, <laughs> but by Wednesday, and I also knew that Thursday night my family was going over to Disney. Timothy so, says, "So when you typically write a sermon, do you write your intro last?" If I am writing from scratch, yes. Yeah. If I am 
adapting something that I've preached previously. Right. Or yes. I'll, I'll put in like a question at the beginning and then continue writing and knowing then that I'm going to come back to come answer back, that question yeah. for myself. But so I, I had like the, you know, just a few bullet points for the first two, th- no, not two thirds, for the first third of the sermon. Sure. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I was like, no, I'm not feeling good. I need to go to bed. And then I couldn't sleep. So, but you, you I, I have, I do not, I struggle lot. with sleep, but it was, so I came in and I, I think I got into the office at seven 30 ish and we had a big event downtown Club on Saturday. I, you know, if I would have pulled a U, I would have like Insta storied, Hey, look, stamp. look, I'm walking into church before there's any cars here. But Love if that. I would have shown me walking into church without any other cars here, you would have had to see me picking up all of the beer bottles in our parking lot. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. Because there was a music festival downtown, <laughs> and the Chamber of Commerce rented out our parking lot. And didn't clean it. On Saturday, and they did not clean it. That's so cool. I had to remove their parking. Did you send a friendly email? Uh, not yet. It's still Monday morning. True. But I was like, hey, we're so grateful for the check that you gave us. Because we do lots of stuff in our parking lot, but usually... We have to man it, so hey, we get a check and we don't have to man it. It's great. Sure. But then the pastor is picking up beer bottles on Sunday morning. I'm glad I was the first one here. Agreed. So that was my Sunday morning. I felt like the sermon landed well, although I was terrified because after the sermon, Dylan said he wanted to come and confront me about my heresy in the sermon. And I thought, oh, no, what did I do? I had referenced the message. As a translation. I, I called it a translation, and Dylan wanted me to clarify that it was a paraphrase paraphrase look if you're not if you're not in original greek or hebrew it's a translation period period wrong andrew so dylan was very frustrated but it terrified me because i was tired i had spent two hours in the office before the sermon getting everything ready and then he said that there was a little of heresy that slipped in and i like oh no like did i i can't can't believe you uh, was i actually think that I was being serious in that moment. I, I was very tired. <clears throat> like, that would be something, like, we'd be like... We need to talk. Let's go into your office and have a seat. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, but still, Andrew, you might be you know emotionally vulnerable <laughs> after... Sometimes preaching. you get emotionally vulnerable after preaching. I understand that. And it was also a, it was a communion Sunday, and so I, I don't want to go too long on a communion Sunday because the front end of the service is a little longer, and I'm married to our kids person, and so I don't want to be like, hey, kids person... I'm still going to preach for just as long, and so you're going to have extra long back there. So I, I tried to, to taper a sermon a little bit on a communion Sunday. I, th- I thought everything went fine, but it was in that moment, Dylan, I was scared. CJ says, we had a guy in our teaching rotation at one church I served in, and every time he preached, his intro was, quote, I hope you're ready for the word God has given me. I stayed up until 2 a.m. wrestling with God for today. <laughs> I was always like, no, you just weren't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Richard says, what's the bad news? Richard, we did not we did not break the top three in this year's Best of the Bay uh, podcast rankings. I'm glad we didn't go to the party. I'm okay to miss the party. If we're not gonna win the award, I don't want to go to the I don't want to go to the party. I'm not I'm not There's a lot of charcuterie though at said party, but do you know who threw some pretty wild parties? Oh, I do. My boy Xerxes from Zerk liked to party of Esther. Can we just say that? We were all told a very specific version of Esther on the felt board when we were growing up on Sunday it school. It is not accurate. And the second you start researching the book of Esther, you realize that story's probably not anywhere close the to the truth. Story of 
God using imperfect people for his perfect will. That is the Is that the theme. tagline of your sermon series? That is the tag of our wow. series. And people are I, still upset about it. Like they are they are heated that this version of Esther is not their grandmother's it version. It is not a PG-rated story. It really isn't. When, so, when I heard that fifth graders were going to be in service two weeks ago, I had to tone back the message because it was the, you know, the the Persian bachelor episode. With but only the fantasy suite. Only the fantasy suite. I've never actually watched an episode of The Bachelor, but I follow E News on Instagram, so I'm usually fairly up to date with what's going on. So I, what's great is the texts, the emails, the phone calls that are coming in. People are like, you know, this is really causing me to get in the word more. Which, how often do you hear that after a sermon series? After an Old Testament narrative series, and then it's here's where I disagree, and people are just heated about Esther not being this this perfect. She was not a uh, moral. She was not chosen to be queen based on the purity of her heart. That's, that's hurtful, though. I, we we grew up with an Esther that that was a kind of a hero for us. She, and then we realized that Jesus is the hero, not so much Esther. So a couple of weeks ago, we've our, we're having a change in our denominational leadership here in the next eighteen months. And Shirley, the lady who works with me here at the church, she's our ministry facilitator, but she also serves on our conference board. And so she's part of this national group that's nominating who our new denominational president should be. And she and I were talking about this, which is it's a heavy role and it's it's not like a fun vanity board position. Like there's real work going into it. And she said something about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there for such a time as this. And I said, as long as you don't have to get your position the way that Esther did. And she thought that was very funny. Every now and then I make jokes that uh, oh, boy. I just make Shirley laugh. And I was so proud. I also told Shirley, uh, hard in my life. She laughed so hard. You are some, you're bad. You know who else is it's bad? It's really fun. Frank work. Gill is bad. It's he fun says, working with people that you really like. Frank it's says really, there's going to be some Xerxes level partying in February at Tim's church. Look. As long as Frank is the Vashti in this situation, what, or no, because Vashti would be the one who would refuse to party. Queen Vashti. She don't like to party. She refused to party wearing only her crown. We'll just say that. If I had a crown, I would wear it everywhere. But would you wear it with something else? Sometimes, but not all the time. Oh, boy. I, but coming up in February, if you have not already registered for uh, this Xerxes party, I can't even say it. I, I can't do that. There's it's a practically pastoring conference. Thank you. We Pecan? Dylan, we're not supposed to call it that. We're gonna have to I'm, turn off your microphone. I'm, I'm table. We're not title. supposed to call it. They they won't. I'm not a. I'm not a part of it. Whenever I reference that on the practically pastoring conference, it gets edited out. So don't call it that, Dylan. It's not the name. Oh uh, yes, because you guys spend so much time editing this podcast. We don't spend any time editing this podcast, but Frank Gill does spend time editing the practically pastoring conference. Which, if you have. Pastor or something close to that in your title, we want you at the Practically Pastor Conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Andrew and I are going to be, uh, if you want to come in a little bit early, we might even, you know, have a morning after ministry show. Live from the Practically Pastoring Conference stage, which is the stage of Lakeview Church. But it'll be exciting. You should come. I'll be there. I'll be there. Tim, back to Esther. I feel so, like this is important. This is important because it's funny. You actually warned me about I warned this. you. I had... A lady, she is an evangelist. I don't, I, she was at my previous church. I'll sure. say her name. She doesn't care. She doesn't know. Actually, she doesn't like me. She adamantly does not like me. Jan doesn't like you? Her name is Jan McCray, Dr. Jan McCray. Dr. Jan doesn't like you? And uh, she Shut would, she's, she was this evangelist who, in her 
kind of retirement, became a member and a leader at the last church that I served at and would, you know, teach different Bible studies and things. And I had preached a sermon on Esther. In the next week, you know, the fill out the prayer request card. Um, This was right after I had become the associate pastor. The prayer request was that the the pastoral nominating committee would reconvene to reconsider who our associate pastor should be. Based on an Esther <laughs> Based sermon. Based on an Esther sermon. I had told a story about how my sister, when she was like in high school, was giving her old Barbie dolls to my cousin, who um, my aunt and uncle were more conservative, which is saying something if you know how I grew up. And when my sister was offering her Barbie dolls to my cousin, my cousin looked scandalized because, well, she wasn't allowed to play with Barbie dolls. And my aunt said to her, well, sweetheart, maybe some of your Queen Esther dolls would fit, or some of your Queen Esther doll clothes would fit them. And so I introed this sermon on Esther talking about how funny it is that, you know, Queen Esther was this virtuous hero that the people that couldn't play with the Barbies because of the bikinis and the the body shape, they weren't allowed to play with Barbie, but they could play with Queen Esther when, in fact, and I think I I think the line that did it for Dr. Jan McRae that made her hate me so much oh, let's hear was Esther did not win a beauty contest. She won a booty contest. Oh, I'm using and that. Actually. That that did not go well in a sermon. But, but as the associate pastor, you can get away with lines. But like yes, that. she. Although she really hoped they would reconvene the nominating process. They, <laughs> she wanted to have you removed. She, she wanted me to go back to being just the youth pastor. Do you remember when you were just a youth pastor? That's what you did for saying booty in church. Just one time I was at a meeting at Tim's church and there was this old guy who was very angry and kept referring to Tim as just a youth pastor. He was very angry. Okay. <laughs> I still have nightmares of that night. I'm so glad you were there because I didn't have to just tell you, you everything. I'm so glad I was there as well because I'm so glad that Stephanie didn't act the way that I would have acted if I was married to someone who was referred to as that way. And again, we were both youth pastors and loved it and Did talked all the time you, about a, a how much people. we liked being youth pastors. But boy, was that guy obnoxious. There was actually a group of people at that meeting. They were sitting in the back. They didn't realize that Stephanie was in the back on on the yeah. computer, just kind of manning the slides during that meeting. And they thought that there was a random girl who I planted back there to sabotage the meeting. True story. Like, you that had, was the story that came out later that they, Tim that Tim had a plant. She sat in the back of the room. Well, the plant was in fact my wife. She didn't say a word. She just cried a whole bunch. Why? I'm I'm so incredibly confused I, because a if you had a plant, wouldn't it have accomplished something? Yep. And hadn't you worked at that church for ten years? The all except for the first six months you were married to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So they were such uninvolved members of the church that they didn't know. The next-gen pastor's wife? It was a very heated meeting, if you recall. I do recall. There but was again, shouting. There were tears. There was— This was not anything to do with you becoming the pastor. This was to do the you. previous pastor has resigned. Here's the story. Correct. So why—I don't understand why any attacks on you were made at said meeting. I mean, I attack you probably more than anybody in your life. People are the best. You know that. But people <laughs> are the— ministry. Ministry is so much fun. We should keep doing this for the next 30 years of our lives. I, I plan on staying in it forever. I until love I it. die. I love it. I love my church. Uh, I, I have no regrets. Uh, Josh says, can just a youth pastor come to the party in February? Uh, yes. Yes. 
DJ says, Tim, it's amazing. You and your church have come so far points to awesome leadership and folks buying into the vision. Yeah, 100 percent. We've Tim Armstrong says, I think there are a lot more of us who have been through a meeting like that than we realize. Yeah, Um, it's yes. Uh, So my friend Stephen, one of his seminary professors was a veterinarian before he got a Ph.D. in theology and he entered he like began his class, like the first class of the semester, telling all of his students that he thinks that they should all go to veterinary school at some point. Smart. To which somebody would always say, uh, why? And he said, well, if you're going to work with animals. (laughs) (laughs) Austin is convinced that just a youth pastor T-shirt would fly off the shelves. It really would. Morning After Ministry merch coming soon. Morningafterministrymerch.com has a good ring to it. Morningafterministrymerch.com. It's, a, it's a pretty long URL. Work the, I'll work on the Squarespace this week. There you go. There you go. Teespring. Teespring. We can make it happen. I know a guy. I'm open. We can, we can make it happen. I'm, I'm absolutely. Speaking of making things happen, um, Andrew, this past week I, I made a memory happen. I love memories. It could have been a better memory, but a memory was made, and I, you were also off making memories. Uh, I was I was not texting you while you were making your memories because I knew that it did not turn out I precisely know. the way you wanted it to. It, look, it could have been a lot worse. I my son and I flew up to Cincinnati. If you don't follow my life, my life, I I document all of it on my Insta story. Flew up to Cincinnati. We went to the Jags Bengals game in Cincinnati, which let's be honest, it was a phenomenal game. It, I I wouldn't know because. The hotel I was at did not have NFL Network. Jags were up 14 nothing at the half. Should have been 21 nothing. Uh, Bengals crept back in. Jags played a great game and lost on a last-second field goal, 24-21. Again, it literally came down to the final second. Yes, the tickets were hundreds of dollars apiece, and yes, it was absolutely worth it. How how full was the stadium? Because I, I almost... 100% packed out, okay. sold out. Like, every, every seat taken. It was... It was great. You know how I am with live sports. Like, and the Bengals are three and one now. They are not a, a joke of a team at all. And the I fighting Joe Burrows. The fans were so kind. I, and it's, I, it's, it's because they are the Jaguars of the North. Yeah, like they're they used get to it. losing. They get it. They were there. Were, there was only one time where there was a little bit of an obnoxious fan, and I lost my cool. Apologize to my son later for losing my cool. <laughs> I. I I did keep walking. I didn't stop. I had a few words to say to this obnoxious fan, but that was it. So out of 70,000 people there, there was one obnoxious fan. Everybody else was I used to be a, a, a Bengals fan growing up. Did, I, you, did I, you sing the, the Who Day? Oh, yeah. We did the icky shuffle and everything. Oh, wow. So I lived in Ohio when I was in kindergarten through second yeah, grade. That's right. Because my father was studying at the Ohio State University. Who Day thing going to beat them Bengals? Yeah, I'm—, I'm we would I would listen to sports talk radio in the car with my dad and they would play it regularly. But I was a big Boomer Esiason fan, Icky Woods. Uh, and then when we moved to Tampa, my dad sat me down and said, hey, we are officially going to be Buccaneers fans. Uh, I just got a text saying that our show is paused. Is that true, Dylan? Got a rotating thing right now. Well, we uh, we did it, Andrew. We broke Facebook. Someone we, had uh, to. We broke Facebook land. We are terribly sorry, Mark and the Facebook team. The Winklevoss twins put us up to it, or they're billionaires now, and they said, could you guys talk so well that uh, it crashes our entire infrastructure? So maybe when Facebook gets back, we'll do another show next week. Well, on behalf of Andrew, Dylan, 
And all the whole us, morning after ministry show team. All of the morning after ministry show team, our interns, our tech crew, our sound guys. We're sorry. But hopefully next week Facebook will be working again and we can we can do it for you. See you then. <laughs>